Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Abner Suarez, and I welcome friends of God, partners, pastors, and leaders. For those of you joining in for our broadcast for the first time, every Thursday evening, 6.30 Eastern, on all social media platforms through our ministry and on abnersuarez.com. Uh, I am so honored anyone, anytime anyone, any, <laughs> anytime anyone takes the time to receive from this ministry. Uh, but I am joined this week once again with my dear friend, Dr. John Peterson. If you missed last week, uh, Dr. John was sharing uh, about his journey of encountering the Lord, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's a release of the baptism of fire on the last broadcast. There's a release of God's healing power and a release of just uh, a grace to lean into what God is doing in the harvest in the earth. And uh, Dr. John, I, we, we, we've known each other for years and I've always been, um, I've always loved what God was doing in and through your life because of the marketplace perspective. You're a medical doctor. You're, you're seeing just incredible breakthrough, not only on the mission field and healing, but you have structured your clinic in a way where it is not just um, obviously medical science, but also God's healing power integrated into that. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that journey into living that out, in a sense. Oh, okay. I that's what I could. I know it's sure. kind of loaded, but just start wherever the Lord did. Okay. Well, it, the, the idea was really birthed on my first medical mission trip uh, to Ecuador in 2003, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, I just I had never really seen God move so powerfully before, even though this wasn't a by any means a charismatic uh, outreach at all. It was, it was you know, medical providers. Right. But we saw uh, amazing things. And I just knew coming back... When you say amazing got, things, were you praying for the sick? Just yeah, oh yeah, we prayed for prayers. everybody. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, we treat their medical issues and, and pray for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people got saved and, and delivered and mm -hmm. healed. And uh, it, was, it was just amazing. Although... In retrospect, it was not even a tip of an iceberg of mm. what God uh, we've seen God do since then in non-medical settings. Mm. So uh, I just came back with a very strong feeling that God wanted me in the mission field. Mm. But my prayer was, Lord, I, I know you want me there, and I want to be there, but I can't. I, I don't know how this is going to work out because you know I've got kids in college, I've got responsibilities, right. I've got right. all this stuff going on. So, um, fast forward a couple of years, uh, I'm in Martinsville, Virginia, uh, looking to open, a, working in the ER, but looking to open a Christian urgent care center. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, that whole journey was just amazing. Um, you know, it, I looked at, uh, I told my pastor about, you know, what this dream that I had and uh, two weeks later, I found a building for you. Wow. <laughs> Went into the building. The guy uh, immediately reduced the price $100,000. Wow. Um, a friend said, how much do you need to start a building like that? And I said, oh, man, it'd probably be like a million dollars. I had no money at that time. And they said, um, I've got a million dollars. Really? 
they, I, I wouldn't allow a, a donation because I just, you know, it, it was too mind-blowing, but I did take a no-interest mortgage for three years. They paid, they, they bought it outright with cash, carried it for three years wow. until I could raise the funds to build it out and mm -hmm. refinance. So this wasn't an existing clinic you bought? You, you, it was a pool hall. Okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was a pool hall before. And you got this vision, we're going to integrate um, medical science with God's healing power. Yes, exactly. And the mission, it was kind of supernatural too. I mean, I just said, Don, what should be our mission statement? And just immediately, and I just wrote, as fast as I could write it down, the mission of Dr. John's Urgent Care Center is to share the love and mercy that Jesus Christ has given us by providing excellent medical care with kindness and compassion. Mm. That was it. Yeah, that was it. No rewriting, no, you know, all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted, period, at the end, that was it. And that's mm. been it. So <clears throat> the way that works out in practical terms is... Um, well, I mean, there's a whole story about the bill that it was just like God's sure. hand was on it every step of the way. Yeah. But uh, even in terms of bringing the people, you know, the prophetic word that uh, I'd never have to worry about recruiting because God was raising people up right now to come, you know. And um, so the way that works out is that um, we meet every morning, a half hour before doors open, pray for each other, pray for the patients. So when you're, yeah. okay, you get the building, these miracles are happening, these are encouragement things to you. Oh, yeah. That you know yeah. God's on, you know, uh, God is, there's a grace on this to do this. Yeah. Does God give you a strategy of how you're going to do this? Or you're, are you are you kind of, in a sense, uh, hey, I think we should try this? Or you don't have like this clear, Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, we prayed over every person we hire, you know, um, my wife, Megan, is, uh, has amazing discernment, mm -hmm. and she's interviewed everybody we've hired. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. She's the director of HR, Heavenly, <laughs> Heavenly Resources. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and, um, you know, she's... Do you have unbelievers she, that work for you? No. No. I no. mean, we, we've had some I've questioned. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, right. But right. everybody, you know... Um, our mission statement is on the top, and one of the questions we ask is, how does your personal mission uh, coincide with ours? You know, and they, they write a statement out there. And, and, you know, that's part of it. And, um, I mean, we would hire unbelievers. We have, sure. actually, we've yeah. had a few yeah. unbelievers. Yes. And um, the Lord has impressed on me that this is a ministry not only to patients, but to workers Amen. as well. Yeah. So, um, we meet, we have a devotional, uh, some teaching, Bible reading, worship sometimes. It just varies right. according to who's leading it. Uh -huh. and, um, and then we offer every patient prayer who comes in. Uh, if everybody fills out a, uh, a detailed questionnaire about what symptoms they're having at the end. It says, we're, it says uh, we're Christians. We pray for all our patients every day. But if you'd like individual prayer, we'd be happy to pray with you today. Just mark this box. Mm. Box gets marked. The um, receptionist puts a green sticker on it, and it's, that means it's uh, green light for anybody who wants to pray. But 
the person who discharges is ultimately responsible, that that person gets prayed for. So uh, about a 30 to 40 percent normally have, over the years, have wanted prayer, prayer, even unbelievers sometimes, yeah. you know. And what does God so, begin to do when you start doing it? Let's get, uh, let's get to the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, like well, it's like, I think during the first week, somebody had a green sticker and I and brought her little boy in, I think he was uh, six years old. And, uh, you know, it was like, I don't remember what the problem they came in for was, but at the end of the medical aspect, I said, well, how can I pray for you guys today? She says, well, pray for my son. He, uh, he's lost his dad. His dad hung himself wow. uh, last year and made my son watch. Jesus. And told him it was his fault he was doing it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You right. know, another lady. Uh, pray for... Pray for me tomorrow and my daughter. Um, I have to go to court to testify against my um, husband who has been molesting my six-year-old daughter. Jesus. I mean, you know, and, and these things would never come to light, but, I mean, what's the real issue here, you know? I mean, that cold is going to go away by itself, right? right? Yeah. You know, but uh, just so many. Uh, there's such a need for prayer. And, you know, it used to be 30 to 40 percent, and I would wait to look at the green sticker. But since COVID hit, I try to remember to pray for everybody, and nobody has said they didn't want prayer. Wow. You know, I mean, one gal said, well, I'm not really, re I said, can I pray for you? She said, I'm not really very religious uh, since my tour in Iraq and all the stuff I saw there. I just, you know, I just can't believe there's a God. Hmm. So that was an opportunity to, you know, share the nature and character and love of Christ with someone who's kind of written him off as being responsible for all this bad stuff that the devil was doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and one thing we noticed, I mean, the level of ink, we do it like, I don't know, 120, 130 questions. Do you have, you know, trouble breathing, wheezing, cough, shortness of breath, you know, we go through every system in the body. When we get to the psychiatric system, anxiety and depression are checked by, normally, by probably 50% of people who wow. come in. And yeah. since COVID hit, probably 85%. I mean, anxiety, depression. Oh, anxiety, yeah. depression are both, you know? Mm. I mean, it is rampant. It's a real pandemic. Mm. And nobody doesn't want prayer in any case, you know? And so this is... The, you know, this is harvest time. This is a time to show the peace of God. Yeah, that's to people. right. The yeah. presence and the power right. and the peace of God is so needed right now. And people recognize that they need they need something they're not getting anywhere else. Yes. You Lord. know? Yeah. So. I, I think something that, that has just jumped out to me just as you're just sharing that is that you're obviously a medical clinic and people are coming in, but you're simply offering prayer. And, yeah, obviously I might have a cold, but there's a need, and if you can help with that need, I'm willing to try anything. Yeah, right. And right. I think that that's one of the key aspects that's so important when maybe we're ministering to an unbeliever, ministering to somebody who's not quite sure about this God thing, 
I always go, well, well, let me just, would you let me pray for you? Because the Bible says, taste and see mm -hmm. that the Lord is good. And I know one of the feedbacks I get often when I, uh, I try and be really intentional to pray, pray for people outside, the, outside of the majority of my settings that just as I go, but is like, man, I just feel peace. And I always try and say to him, like, listen, I don't just visit peace. Peace lives within me. And the brilliant thing about this, I could have a challenge, I could be going through a really difficult season or mountains, but I always live with this peace. Yeah. So you just touch part of it. Yeah. I said, but you can live like this all the days of your life on yeah. earth. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. So you you got you obviously engaged in the in in, in prayer. What a few things here I I, I want to touch is as you begin to to pray, people have physical needs. What what has happened miraculous physically? What 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 has jumped out to you that significant oh, wow. breakthrough that you've seen just in your clinic? I know yeah. you've gone around the world and seen different things. Yeah. And then I got some follow up questions, but just tell about some of the significant breakthroughs you've seen. And and I and I I always say I and you know because Randy teaches this and I and I believe it's true. Um, if you talk about Randy Clark. But uh, there's a healing, and then there's a miracle. Right. That I kind of classify them a little different, but just tell, right. tell about what God's doing. Um, one of my favorite um, cases was a, a mom who I'd known for many years, actually. Um, not really as a friend, but as, you know, acquaintance. Right. Um, brought her daughter in who was, uh, I think, in eighth or ninth grade. And her daughter had some back pain. She had uh, uh, scoliosis and had a lot of back pain all the time. And uh, so I, I asked mom, I said, well, how are you doing? Because I hadn't seen her for a year or so. She said, this, make a long story short, she had been run over by, by, a, car. by a car. Jesus. And had uh, just crushed her knee and and. Uh, lower leg and had several surgeries. She'd had a partial um, knee replacement. She said she needed another re re knee replacement. Three months prior, uh, her pain medicine or her insurance had run out, and her pain management doctor stopped seeing her because of that. She had been on three high potency pain medications and now had nothing, you know, Tylenol ibuprofen, but none of the narcotics and strong painkillers she'd been on, and she was just in pain all the time. Wow. And as she was telling me this story, I just had a strong sense that, that there was a real big unforgiveness issue there. Mm. So I said, have you ever thought about forgiving this person? Said, no. She didn't even go to jail, you know? And, you know, obviously, so she didn't want to forgive. But we just talked about that for quite a while. And she finally came Right, right in one of these little rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, she said, finally, OK, I'll forgive her. You know? <laughs> and uh, so uh, I think she actually did forgive her. She prayed. You know, I led her through a prayer of forgiving this person. and. Uh, and I just, you know, God just imparted a gift of faith to me at that point. I said, you know, 
because you have forgiven this person, God is going to bless you with healing. He's going to heal your back, and he's going to heal your knee. And he took all the pain. I mean, it's like, how bad is... stop here for a minute? Yeah. I know you're, gonna, you're about to tell about the breakthrough. When you're saying this, is your mind going, oh, God, I hope I'm right here? Or is there there's just... Well, sometimes you know, I know it, when I say things like that, I'm going, God, I need you to back me up because this is just coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. Right. And this time, it was just a supernatural impartation of faith. faith. I just, I just know it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. You know, and that, that comes from God. That comes as right, a gift, yeah, right. uh, a uh, situation-specific gift I agree. That, you yeah. know, just Gift like, yeah. I mean, I just knew that he was going to heal her. Right. And he did. Mm. Went from 20 on a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> pain scale, to, to zero. Jesus. Nothing. So then, another gift of faith. I turn to the daughter whose jaw is down to here. How old is the daughter? Daughter's like 14 or 15. Mm. And she's, she's seen her mom go through agony for months. Actually, you know, more than a year. Since, just agony. And she heard, she's just, and I said, since God healed your mom's knee and her back, do you think he can heal your back? <laughs> she said, he healed her back. Right there. Took, took the pain away. Like that, that, that testimony just, it jumped out something to me that I discovered pretty quickly in praying for sick, praying for people. What percentage in your experience of people with physical conditions, it's connected to un, uh, unforgiveness, open doors, all different sorts of things. What percentage in the people you pray for? I know you pray for pretty consistent. Well, it, in my experience, the, in the people who get healed right away, uh -huh. um, not commonly. In the people who there's some kind of barrier, they're not getting touched, they're not getting healed, because my belief, strong belief, is that God wants to heal, God yes. is willing to heal, God is ready to heal. Yes. And I don't hope that somebody's going to get healed since we went to Brazil, and that's another story. Right. My, I expect them to get healed. Yes. Not because of that. me at all, sure. but I know, I know God, my God is a God who heals. That's right. That's right. And healing... And it's His is, will. It's absolutely. And it's, it's not just... Pa it's part it's of the good news. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not just an add-on. It is right. the no, will of it, God. It, it, it is not just a... It's not just a confirmation. It is part... Yes, that's an right. An integral part of the gospel. That's right. To bring for heaven God to not, earth. For God not to want to be healed is like saying God doesn't want people to get born again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I... Ex I'm... Always a little bit, these days, I'm a little bit surprised when people don't get healed. But it, it, in a high percentage of those people who don't get healed, I think there, there are other issues. And unforgiveness is probably 80% it's of the problem. Yeah. It's, it's huge, yeah. you know. Um, and, uh, I mean, if you, if you just address unforgiveness, yeah. you, you you'll get it like a word uh, the majority of the time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's really big, but um, I don't know if you remember in India when we were in this small group, um, there's a now gal with, with shoulder pain, yeah. and she wasn't getting healed. It wasn't, and I, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah tell and, the story. And, and you, 
you came up and, and you led her through a prayer of, of closing doors that she'd opened either intentionally or unintentionally that had allowed this attack of the enemy to come mm -hmm. in and repenting of opening the door, rebuking the attack of the enemy, and asking forgiveness. And she got healed mm -hmm. just from that. And I've used that prayer many times since then, you know, because yeah. you, you don't, I mean, especially when you got a big prayer line, you don't have a lot of time, or even in the office, you don't have a lot of time to go through, sure. you know, generation. You really have to partner with the Holy Spirit to, to lead you, and, you know, if there's a barrier of some kind. I think that is so key, and the, the idea of really, and this is every area of life, but healing's kind of a very practical one for believers, is... Number one, every believer, like every believer has the privilege of being God's Absolutely. representative for healing. Absolutely. But the second uh, thing is, and this is one thing I've learned working with believers and trying to equip people to do this, trying to grow in it myself, obviously, keep growing, still like a child, know about this much. But it's this, a lot of people know that God heals. They're not convinced he'll heal for them. Right. A lot of believers know that they're supposed to be, uh, be an instrument of healing, but they're not quite sure God will operate through them. Right. What yeah, are some keys true. that you've learned on this journey that will allow you, not just once, because, because uh, this is just like a, a lifelong lesson that I want to keep learning. I don't want to just see the back come into alignment once. I don't want to just see the, the knee twist. Right. I, I want to, on a regular basis, and there's moments where I think, not even in a bad way, I think even some of the, the growing moments are like when we maybe experience something we can't quite put our mind on, we thought God was going to do it, but just what have you learned in this journey that allows you to live this lifestyle of being God's representative healing as a lifestyle? And accelerate the, that. Yeah, I think you have to begin by stepping out of faith. That's good. Yeah. You know, God rewards faith. Yeah. And faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Yeah. And, um, but one thing that was very reassuring to me is, is something Randy Clark has said many times, is that not everyone we pray for will get healed, but everyone should know they're loved. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that, it's a million-dollar Randy statement I heard many oh, years ago that I've tried to yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is absolutely key. If you're not ministering in the love, forget it. You know, <laughs> it, you you got to minister the love of Christ. Mm. And, um, you know, so especially, I think, in this country and, and maybe Western Europe, there is uh, a very heavy uh, unbelief in the church. Mm. And it comes some from misguided teaching, right? And some from misinterpreted experience. Mm. You know, I, well, I prayed for five people and none of them got healed. You mm. know, Jesus didn't say, "Go out into all the world, preach the gospel, lay hands on people and heal them, or try for five of them, and if you don't, just." Just preach the gospel. Right, yeah, yeah. Give <laughs> you know, up. you 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 gotta just stay with it in faith. Because and, and the other thing that's a big relief 
is that it's not you who's doing the healing anyway. Yeah. It, we're not Good. called. We're not called really to be the healer. Right. <laughs> we'll never be the healer. God, right. Jesus is the healer. Yeah. But we are called to lay hands on the sick. That's right. And pray for them. And so um, we had, uh, as I mentioned, a, a, a huge paradigm shift when we went to Brazil. And actually, at first, it was sort of the groundwork was laid when we, when we studied the theology of healing and, mm. and the biblical basis the word, for it. The and, word it, God, yeah. yeah. And then impartation, mm. you know, fresh baptisms. Yeah. And then just going into an anointed atmosphere where God is moving. Mm. And like when I, when we were getting ready to go to Brazil in 2016, um, I had I made an estimate of all the people I prayed for, probably about 3,000 people in the seven years that we'd been open. Mm. To, to, and everybody wants healing when they come to the doctor's office, sure. right? So healing was a part of every one of those prayers. Yeah. And maybe 10 out of 3,000. Out of 3,000. Out of 3,000. Maybe 10. Wow. And one of them... I love your persistence, though. Yeah. yeah. One of them might have been a cat. <laughs> God, God healed a cat the first month we were okay, open. Okay. <laughs> I brought that cat up from the deathbed. Mm. Yeah, very happy little old lady. Mm. Um, but um, the first night in Brazil, I'm sure more than 10 people that I personally prayed for were healed. Death ears. So open. one night you go in from, one night. Yeah, and, from seven and like years. Every, every night. From then on, and and so the the shift that took place was instead of praying for people hoping God will heal them, I began praying for people expecting God to heal them, and that is a a leap in faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the question we had, we were constantly asking the leaders, can we take this home? We want to take it home. Sure. And and what they'd always say is, if you use it, you won't lose it. Mm. And you know, then I realized that you know the. It took me several months to make the connection, but yeah. you know the parable of the the talents. Yeah. One one guy got one, one guy got two, one guy got five. Yeah. And to each one of them who, who used their talents, he gave more. Mm. Yeah. So if if we use the little bit of faith that God has given us, he's going to give us more. Mm. You know? I think yeah. that's just critical. Yeah. We have to step out in faith, and we have to use what we have, and then God will give us more. I mean, it's in his word. So, you know? I'm listening to this. I'm hearing. I think all those things, I've, I've, those are like, I've learned their key values, but the one thing that really just jumped out to me was when I became convinced that God was going to heal people. I started to see more of it. And that's another central like core value. Again, it's not just healing, but we're, we're, we're focusing on healing uh, in our conversation here. And it's this, that it says, these signs will follow them that believe. Yeah. Where's belief? In here. Right. Where do we think from? In here. And obviously the, the Bible is a Hebrew Bible in a sense, the culture it was in. And often as Westerners, we think it's 
here, but you actually think from here. Mm -hmm. Every person thinks from here. So it's our thought process that actually will define how we relate, how we pray to people, how we pray the prayer of faith. So it's our thinking that has to be renewed, studying the scripture. Years ago, I remember just digging into the Gospels, constantly immersing myself in that because it was like I didn't, God didn't need to be convinced. I had to really, and I still am on that journey of changing that. So the Word of God, um, stepping out, practical expression. Again, any area of discipleship, you'll never grow. Back there, we're going to talk about some of that today. You can never grow without doing. Right. And then um, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, experiencing the truth, and then being around. All these things I've learned. And if you don't know what he's talking about, Brazil, it's uh, Randy Clark, Global Awakening, probably one of the great generals of our time, Bill Johnson said, of Bethel Church in Reading, he said, if you want to accelerate the healing anointing in your life, go on a trip with Randy. I have found that to be absolutely the truth. My life was significant impartation in 2005 in Brazil with Randy, significant impartation the next year. Um, It just accelerated, and that's the other thing I've learned. When I want to grow in something, and a prophetic gift came more naturally to me, hearing the voice of God, but I had to really kind of, in a sense, lean into healing and connecting and being ordained with Global Awakening was a major component in seeing the miraculous of healing in my life. I bet. I mean, there's just... And and that's a testimony of so many. Yeah, of course. So many. And I want to say this, too. Um, I don't know if I've said it much publicly, but I want to say it on this broadcast. And I'm sure you, you know, you don't have to totally agree, but this is what I believe. I don't think there's anyone ever been in church history, maybe besides Peter or the Apostle Paul, because Peter walked in a shadow, but that carried carries the the grace for impartation, like Randy yeah, Clark. I, I, would, I don't. I haven't I've heard never, of anybody. I've not read of anyone yeah, else right. that literally. Uh, Pre-Randy, post-Randy, my life's never the same. And obviously yeah. there's there's different journeys that intersect, right. but people can point back to the significance Absolutely. of that prayer of impartation that he prayed, Absolutely. the laying on of hands. Yep. And I, I, you know, I think he, um, I, 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 I believe up until this time there's never been anyone like him. As far as Except I know, maybe you're, you're, you're yeah. totally yeah. right in that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Just, I'm not suggesting I'm one expert, of his yeah. absolute yeah. Um, uh, giftings is is impartation. Yeah, yeah, impartation, transfer the anointing. Yeah. So, Doctor John, I, I appreciate you sharing. I want you to pray for people watching this because I believe um, there's an impartation that God wants to release to stir up the gifts of the Spirit for the mm. people of God tonight. For people to step in, I believe some of you, as you, whether you watch this in the first broadcast of it or you watch it a year later six months later there's an impartation there's an impartation for whatever reason i just keep seeing my friends in asia and indian things there's an impartation uh as he prays here in a moment just for the stirring up of the gifts of the holy spirit amen yeah go ahead whatever the lord gives you father i just thank you so much that you uh love us that you uh lord jesus you told us to pray 
that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. You told us, Lord, that as believers, we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mm. And I just pray for an impartation of boldness, Lord, Mm. that people will begin stepping out into areas they've not stepped out into before that they'll be willing to take the risk, knowing that they are in the center of your will, that you bless obedience, you bless risk, you bless faith. Mm. And I just pray with all the, from all the gifts that have been imparted to me through so many men and women of God, that I could release that, those to each person watching right now. And I encourage each person watching right mm. now to just say, Lord, fill me up. Mm. Fill me up so mm. I can pour out. Mm. That's why he fills us up, mm. is to pour out. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, I just pray for an impartation of power and love, mm. that people would minister with your power in your yeah. love mm. to heal the sick, cast out demons, mm. And set the captives free in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come. Mm, Holy right. Spirit, increase. Increase your presence. More increase your power. Mm. Touch your people, Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name. Yeah, as Dr. John was just praying, I just saw like uh, a release of God's fire. And the Lord says that this is a season in the earth for a release, just fresh baptism. We release this yes. now. There is no yes. distance in prayer. Fresh baptisms of yes. fire. Uh, Paul said, don't be drunk with wine, but literally <laughs> saying, Ephesians 5, 18, but allow yourself. So I just encourage you, just lift your hands right where yes. you are if you're lift able your hands. to. Put your hands uh, against the screen. Put your hand against your iPhone. We just release, in the name of Jesus, a fresh baptism of fire. Uh, I see uh, God's, like, fire on some of your necks, on some of your hands, some of your hands. In the name of Jesus, an apostolic grace to go and to do the works of Jesus that you are called to do. Boldness. Some of you are like, Lord, I know this is for me, but I just get intimidated. I break off intimidation from you. Words of knowledge being imparted. Insight and understanding, particularly for leaders. Uh, A church planner is watching this again. I don't know why, but I keep just sensing this thing in Asia, church planners in Asia, underground church in in Asia. We bless you to do the work of the Lord. We bless you. I just, I don't know why I just see like a a barber watches. I bless you to walk in the miraculous. A doctor watches. I bless you, a lawyer, to do the works of Jesus, not limited to the apostles, not limited to the fivefold ministry. I bless you as as a mom with three kids to walk in the power of God. I bless you, who, uh, wherever you are, I bless you to, to be the ambassador God has called you to be. And now I see the hand of Jesus just, it's literally like marked on, like marking people's hearts. I feel like there's uh, someone who is feeling a, a deep, almost aching in their hands, mm. and right in the middle of their hand. And I, and I hear Jesus say, I'm giving you my hands. Mm. I'm giving you my hands. And um, so you will lay hands on the sick and, and they will recover in Thank Jesus' you, name. Uh, some of you are feeling heat in your hands. Maybe your hands are sweating. Sometimes 
even oil will appear uh, in in people's hands when God is anointing them yeah. to to, uh, to with a special healing anointing. But you don't need that to pray for the sick and see them healed. Mm. It's God who does it. It's God who wants it. It's God who's telling you to do it and uh, step out in faith. We, in Jesus' name, we rebuke fear of man, mm. and we say the fear of the Lord mm. will increase in God's people. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Dr. John, thanks for taking from your time out of your schedule to, to be on this program. And where can people find out about this clinic in Martinsville, Virginia? Is there a website? <laughs> yeah, it's drjohnsurgentcare.com. Awesome. Dr. John's yeah. Urgent Care. It's probably not J O N. It's probably not an easy uh, website name to get. And I want to thank uh, tonight, New Day uh, uh, Church in Martinsville, Henry County, for allowing us to record here today. Wind's there in the back. Pastor Chad's downstairs. If you don't have a church, in, a home church in the Martinsville, Virginia area or surrounding places, you need to prayerfully consider, you know, it's just prayerfully just uh, if you're going to come on a regular basis, but come and visit and be a part of what God is doing here in Martinsville, Virginia. Amen. And uh, thank you. So honored you guys would uh, allow us to come and record. And I want to thank you once again for um, joining us on tonight's broadcast. If uh, there's so many wonderful things happening in our ministry right now, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, we have a prayer call called Daniel Company. Since March of 2020, God has connected people all over the country in prayer and intercession. It's one of my uh, favorite uh, anointed times every week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, uh, 8.04 Eastern, a prophetic community of people who just pray, who encounter the Lord together. Every Thursday night, we receive communion as a community. All you got to do is just dial in, put that code in. There's, there's no fee. There's no anything. It's a way that you can stay connected to other like-minded believers. And I want to take this opportunity to thank our partners and friends for uh, uh, allowing these broadcasts to be a reality. Also, if you enjoyed this program, I encourage you to like and share it on social media. Uh, spread the word about what God is doing and if you want to stay connected to what God is doing in our ministry, AbrishWaters.com for all ministry-hosted events, my travel itinerary, previous programs, any resources you might need. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week, 6.30 Eastern. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you. The Lord be merciful to you and gracious to you and grant you shalom. And remember, your faith in God will help you overcome this world.